Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. that we are in the middle of a massive experiment worldwide. Why can't my friends and family understand this? Because of brainwashing, because of propaganda, because this is what the deep state does. They're implementing this massive PSYOP. And the experiment is, will people listen to scientists? Hey guys, we are back. Another episode of In the Foxhole back here with Karen Kingston. Glad we could sit down and, ch- and chat again and kind of catch up. There's there's some breaking news and craziness going on. Yeah, there's a, well, you know, I think, I think 2024 is around the corner and it's going to tell 2020, 2021, 22, and 23, you know, hold my beer because yeah. I think there's going to be a lot that, you know, you know, another, another pandemic, another election. They just, there, there happens to be some you know, causation there, maybe not correlation. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you when you think when you think about it to a, to a certain degree, it's kind of like, is this just gonna be standard operating procedure? I feel like whenever we deal with politics in general, it's like, once you cross a, a, a particular line, now that becomes a regular thing. And I think I think we saw that with with the with the impeachment uh, twice of, of Donald Trump. And I just feel like now we're just going to be having conversations every election cycle. Are we going to impeach this president again and again and again? And every president from now here on out is probably going to face impeachment. And I feel like the same thing can be said of of pandemics now. It's going to be a pandemic pandemic about a year out from election cycle. So that way they have enough time to come out with a vaccine and enough time to lock everybody down and enough time to prepare all the mail in ballots and the whole thing. And I just I just feel like it's going to be a regular thing. Well, that, so there's a one of my substacks. I think I just republished it on the parasite stress hypothesis. This is interesting. So it's 2012 or 2013. Some peer-reviewed publication in Canada. You know, they they said what will make people give up their freedoms, including the right to vote, the right to hold uh, an election, and the the number one factor wasn't income, wasn't starvation. You know. Um, it, it wasn't. Um, I'm trying to think what the education, like de- deprivation of education. It was. It was if you induced an unknown pathogen, right? Uh, then people are willing to give up all their freedoms, including the right to participate in an election. 
And the R factor, which is a one factor is a perfect correlation was 0.87. It was nearly perfect. Yeah. So they're like, I think they did it in, they I think they tried to do it in 2008. The, um, um, and it just, it fizzled out. I think that was the first H1N1. So they didn't have all the stuff in place, but it worked in 2020. And yeah, we're going to see another pandemic and they're going to see if we're willing to give up our rights again uh, and submit to tyranny. And what's even worse is uh, Biden just signed or the FCC just approved his executive order to do the monitoring of us online. So the AI executive order, so they can uh, um, they can shut down our our, our bank accounts if they don't like what we're saying online. So they're going to even control that more while we've got this new pathogen, which, you know, I just wrote about it. Make no mistake. These things are not, they're not highly infectious among people. You know, we're being attacked via our food and aerosol and beverages. So it's going to be weird. Yeah. Weird well, it, it definitely gonna be weird, but also one of my concerns is that, like, I feel like with uh, with, with COVID, obviously, with with the COVID nineteen, you know, quote unquote pandemic, it, it it obviously they were inflating the numbers and trying to instill fear among among everybody. My concern is that moving moving forward, though, is that you know some of these new things that come out and these new quote unquote pandemics that they're that they're actually going to ramp things up and and legitimately make them deadly and legitimately make yeah. them. In, in actual bioweapon, not just not just not even just the 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 supposed vaccine and all of that, but they're going to make things that are actually highly contagious, highly deadly, high, you know, you know, high mortality rate, the whole deal in order to further their agenda. Well, so I think they're going to make them highly deadly. The thing about whether or not what they call viruses are actually contagious is, you know, even when they're using the nanotech um, is still not really confirmed. You know, um, you, you it, it just uh, you know, you need like human to human fluid transition, you know, um, and now with the nanotech, you know, um, there is shedding, but that's primarily like between like a mother and her child, like when you have skin, like ongoing skin to skin contact, you know, um, so, uh, so that's still a little bit up in the air, but I do think what they're going to do is, um, they put in a lot of 5G networkers networks on college campuses and on you know, uh, high schools and middle schools and elementary schools and whatnot. And I shut this down in my son's school in 2021, I think it was. They had these new microorganism DARPA aerosol cleaning systems. And those microorganisms, you know, like what happened to pine salt and bleach? So if they're going to be spraying down these um, chimeric technology-based microorganisms in the school's um, system, um, those things don't, they don't die off right away. Like a virus dies off right away, a natural virus, but these things can stay on the surface, you know, for days. And so I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to attack the kids. And then they're going to think that something broke out in the school. It was highly contagious when it actually was more of an aerosol attack, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I question now even going back, cause we know that these viruses were developed in labs going back to the nineties. Right. So you know, there was flu outbreaks even when I was a kid at the junior high school dances. Like, well, did something really break through the entire school or was something put in, you know, the punch or aerosolized prior to the kids? You know, we had misting machines sometimes at those dances. Like what was in that mist that everyone came down with the flu? You know, yeah. so I, I just wonder about that. Yeah, you know? well, you know, I, you know, it's it's interesting because because like you know, I'll I'll explore some of these different theories of trying to figure out. Okay, so what actually what actually you know happened with all of this? And I know you know, like you've oftentimes you've talked about like 
aerosolized attacks and you know aerosol attacks and all that and all that kind of stuff. The 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 inter- the thing that thing that I always get whenever I'll talk about that or even just raise the question is like, well, well, I got COVID, and how how did I? Get? Are you are you saying that I'm the victim of like an aerosol attack or or one of these kinds of things? Did you get anything from Amazon? Did you ever get anything from Amazon? Right. Well, it's, well, it's, it's because like people- that. That's the thing. It was like my 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 wife and I had had COVID. I think it was twenty December of twenty twenty one. At least again, we tested positive supposedly, and you know the, the whole deal. But but the but it's like you know you you start you start to ask. Okay, so how how did we actually how did we actually get it? For us, we a couple weeks before we had we had traveled to Florida, uh, and um and, and we came back. And, you know, all of our friends that are that are lefty and totally terrified of, of everything to like, you got it in Florida because Florida is the Wild West. And clearly you got COVID from Florida. It's like, but did did we really? And uh, and, and also they they were constantly telling me, well, you're not vaxxed, Jeff, you're going to die. Like, like legitimately, I had so many conversations with people saying, Jeff, you're going to die because you did not get vaxxed. And I'm like, I had a migraine for three days. I'm OK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Lee Merritt does a great job of when she looks at the the uh, quote unquote infection patterns. They're not there's no infection pattern. They, there's there's hot spots that are hit. And it's obvious that I mean, think about even when they lock down like the grocery stores like Trader Joe's, you know, you'd stand in line six feet apart with your mask on outside. Only, I don't know, 20 people allowed in the store at the time. And they were spraying everything down in between people going there. You don't know what was in those sprays. Right. You could have been getting it from that. But the other thing that's interesting, my, my last Substack that I just posted, um, it's up there now, could children have protected their grandparents? And I wrote, not really. This is alarming data. So um, according, to 20, uh, according to the US Census Bureau data, you know, uh, that's how we determine our populations. That's how we determine demographics, right? That's, that is the go-to source that uh, analysts use, you know, uh, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies use for forecasting and everything. So insurance companies use it, you know, the, the Society of Actuators use the U.S. Census Bureau. Anyway, so if you go to their website, the 2020 data for the population is missing. It's, it's sparse and it's like it's just not there. So I had to go and find, uh, it's called Moody's um, An- Analyst Report. So it's a, it's a major report that, again, analysts use and, you know, executives use is for forecasting and whatnot, actuators use. So I found the 2020 number on the 85 and older population. Because remember, Jeff, that was the most vulnerable, right? right? They had a one in four chance of dying and wear your mask to protect your grandma, get vaccinated to protect your grandma. And I think that was all psychological abuse. I saw people posting pictures of their kids holding signs saying, I wear my mask to protect my grandma. It's a horrible thing to put on a child. Anyway, in 2020, the 85 and older population hit its highest population ever in the history of America. It was 6.658 million, right? And it had actually grown like by more than 200,000. And in 2021 was the first year in more than a decade, basically 20 years, that the 85 older population decreased, right? So, and it decreased by, my estimates are a million, which is catastrophic because in 2018, the total death count for all of America was 2.35 million, right? So it went from 6.658 down to 5.9 something, you know, so that's a 700,000 person drop in 2021, first time ever in history. But then it was on a, a trajectory to grow two or 300,000 a year. So, um, so the, the vaccines, 
didn't they, they they it was uh whatever you call that term to murder the elderly it it, it literally murdered almost a million of our seniors who yeah. we were telling our children to go get vaccinated and wear masks in 2020 well they grew to the highest number ever in our in our history of our country to uh, over 6.6 .6 million in 2020 and then the, in 2021 was the first time it was a decline so that whole thing was a massive psyop and then if you take a look at what happened to the children their hospitalization rates and death rates went up as more and more of their family members got vaccinated from their grandparents to their parents to their teenage siblings the younger children under the age of four their hospitalization went up uh, direct correlation so that was direct causation right and you take a look at the infection rates for kids which was the bogus pcr test it looks like a roller coaster so all the vaccination did was it killed off our elderly population in numbers that are catastrophic and nobody's covering it because nobody's looking like we were psyoped into saying 85 and older you know if you're a compassionate american and human being then you'll wear a mask you'll make your child wear a mask you wear a mask at the beach and you'll all get vaccinated so you don't it, you know you don't hurt the elderly which is the 85 and, and older and again 2021 um the largest massacre of 85 and older in the history of the country and nobody's covering this yeah which is which is which is which is crazy when, when you when you actually think about it because again we were told from the very beginning that they're that they're the most vulnerable and 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 the whole deal we got to protect them and you know Ron DeSantis took the approach of okay we're not going to require vaccines we're not gonna, we're not even going to really push them or even you know approve them early on except for the elderly we got to make sure that the elderly you know does it uh it, it's 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 really interesting when you're actually looking at that data because I, I I was looking through your through through your Substack and I'm like. It's it's pretty compelling when you're actually looking at the data, when you're looking at the dates and the years and when when they started dying off, when they weren't dying off, what the narrative was. It's really interesting when, when you start diving into that and you start looking back, and you're like, OK, now now you can see what they were doing. Yeah. So you've got a population of six point six million that's growing two to three hundred thousand a year, you know, probably three. So, you know, you're looking out in five years, right? You're you're looking at. 8 million people that are on government, a lot of them are on government um, assistance. So they got rid of them. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really astonishing. To me, it's really astonishing that people aren't looking at the data, right? We're like, the, the data is interesting. I saw Alex Jones doing an interview with Russell Brand, and he was saying that, um, like, he was talking about controlled opposition, which you and I have talked about before. And so he's talking about like a lot of times, uh, you know, whatever the CIA, like they allow these movies and stuff to go along because it keeps people in that hypnotic kind of state. And he's like, but, you know, what they don't like is when people pierce that hip hypnosis or you want to call the mass formation psychosis. So when you come in with like hard facts and evidence that like it's, it's in your face and and you remind people how the law works in America, he's like, that's when you're a threat. Right. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that's what happened to me. You know, I was like, I, I reminded people of the facts and the law and, it, and, and I am, I am so proud, like, you got Ken Paxson thing we'll talk about in a second, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm watching, um, testimonies in New Zealand and Australia and the EU parliament. And I'm hearing doctors say what I said from the get go, which is don't listen to me. Look at Pfizer's own data, right? 
I, you don't have to be an expert. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a scientist. When it says, you know, the risk for being infected increases over time after the second dose, that means it causes the disease. You know, when it says the benefit risk, risk ratio for children is unfavorable at this time, that means it causes harm. That's in violation of um, the FDA law 312 point something or other, 4B or something like that, right? So you can't, you can't argue it, you know? And so I'm, and then the Ken Paxton news, we just broke, you know, I, I just sent it to you if you yep. want to read it to, to people. It just, today, right? November 30th, hot the press. Yep. Well, yeah, so this, so this is the headline. This, this, so, so uh, and again, a press, press release that came out today, November 30th, uh, says Texas, uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton sues Pfizer for misrepresenting COVID-19 vaccine efficacy and conspiring to censor public discourse. And here, I'll just read the very beginning of this just for people that are just hearing this for the first time. So they said, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued Pfizer, Inc. for unlawfully misrepresenting the effectiveness of the company's COVID-19 vaccine and attempting to censor public discussion of the product. They engaged in a false, deceptive, and misleading acts and practices by making unsupported claims regarding the company's COVID-19 vaccine in violation of the Texas Deceptive Trades Practices Act. And they, they go on and... And they cite quite a bit more in there. Uh, what, yeah. what 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 do you what do you make of the claim? Because again, there, there, there's there's been a whole bunch of lawsuits that that are out there making a whole bunch of accusations, and not really a whole lot of them have stuck. What do you think about this one? Oh, so this is Jeff. If you read it, what he what he harps on is the ninety five percent efficacy claim was grossly overstated. Yeah, and that's the data you and I have talked about, right? Yep. So it's basically two weeks out, potentially up to two months out, where. Uh, eight people in the Pfizer group, eight or not, eight people, I think it was, got, came down with COVID with a positive PCR test, right? So they had symptoms and positive P PCR and 168 in the placebo group came down with it, right? Out of more than 18,000 in both groups. So what that meant was if you got vaccinated, you had a 99% chance of not getting infected. And if you didn't get vaccinated, you had a 99% chance of getting infected. But what they did was what they called relative risk, which really is a confidence interval. Um, mm -hmm. And it's the difference between the, the six and 168. So it was um, statistically significant, clinically insignificant. It was just how to lie with statistics. That's what it was. And so you and I brought that up. Yeah. What Pfizer didn't count was the 409 people that came down with severe COVID, which could have included hospitalization or death. We don't know what happened to them within one week or within, yeah, with one week of the first or second dose, right? So they didn't report that. They didn't report over 1,500 cases in the vaccinated group that came down with COVID, but they didn't have the PCR test, right? So if you, the data itself is horrifying, absolutely horrifying. They didn't report the teenager that fell over and, and, and cracked his face, his or her face and skull. That's in the phase three data. And they just said, don't pay attention to it. Probably just, just don't look at it. So, so what he's going forward with is, is that um, this is fraud committed on a massive scale, right? And um, and, and that fraud, you know, in my opinion, is criminal in nature uh, because the research was not conducted uh, in a legal manner. It was conducted in a criminal manner, even in the phase one, two and three trials. Um, so I think that uh, he's got a, you know, he's got a really strong um, uh, in his favor to um, <clears throat> get these shots removed from Texas and to and to charge Pfizer with uh, civil and criminal charges, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, let's go back to the EUA law because this is driving me a little bit crazy. So I think people, again, I, I, 
I, I've negotiated over 100 contracts in my life. I've legally negotiated them in arbitration. Um, I'm familiar with case laws and stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, I, I've been in corporations that were being uh, investigated for intellectual property theft, right? Um, I was at Allergan when that was going on and Pharmacia was investigating uh, us when I was an employee there. So I think people don't understand how the American justice system works. So just because Congress passed a law, that's like, it's, it's not Congress's job to uphold the laws. It's the judicial branch, right? So there's there's times in the past where they've passed acts and uh, the judiciary branch has said, no, we're not going to uphold that law because it's unconstitutional. Right. Um, you know, or if there's a clause in a contract that's unconscionable, I mean, it was written without conscience, you know, which is like something like uh, if you don't make your sales numbers, we get to take possession of your house and dog like that would never be enforced in a court of law. So the PREP Act says, um, look, if you contract with the government and you're told you're a covered person, um, you can knowingly commit battery assault and murder. Um, that's what it basically says. You can only commit and, and you won't be charged with it. So I have yet to see a judge uphold that law in a court of law because it's going to take an iron set of you know what to do that. So I have yet, I mean, Pfizer kind of tried to argue it to a judge it's and this is what the argument would be so in the brooke jackson case the pfizer attorney would have said to the judge if you think a crime was committed you know or there's charges here you have no authority to rule on this case you have to punt it to the to arbitration which is a three judge panel that's what the eua law says and then if even if the, the three judge panel says we find Pfizer guilty, it goes to Health and Human Services who then can overrule the judge, right? So Pfizer tried to do that in the Brooke Jackson case. The judge said, no, I do have authority on this case. Like you're not gonna go, because arbitration we know is, if you've ever been in arbitration, it's bought and paid for by the corporations. You can't win. You cannot win in arbitration. Just, it's it's all pre-set up. So in the Brooke Jackson case, the judge ruled on it, but what the judge ruled on was not on the PREP Act, it was all on case laws for key town cases, which are whistleblower cases. And there's a case called Polanski versus Executive Healthcare that the Supreme Court just ruled on this past June, right? And what it said was basically, and understand that a whistleblower case is like what, what Brooke Jackson did and what all these whistleblower cases are, is they work for a contractor and they tattletale on the contractor. And I don't mean to say it that way, but that's that's really how the judges see this, like they're, they got tired of the whistleblower cases and they come on behalf of the U.S. government saying the U.S. government was ripped off and we're representing the U.S. government. At any time in a whistleblower case, if the U.S. government, and this was happening in Polanski versus U.S. Healthcare, it started in 2012 and um, they were doing appeals up to 2019 and it finally went to the Supreme Court again this past June. And it was a massive Medicare, Medicaid fraud. They were, they were false billing the U.S. government. And the U.S. government just said, this is way too much work for us to do. Like, you know, so, you know, in the past, like, like I think the Neurotin was a $4 billion uh, um, whistleblower case. That was Park Davis Pfizer, you know, case. But the, the whistleblower was a, a rep and he brought all the evidence that was needed, right? And the Brooke Jackson case is saying, we need to look into other uh, sites, you know, around the world, even outside the US to prove that the fraud was committed, right? So they're, they're saying there's more work to be done and the government's saying, we don't want to do the work. now. I'm not saying that's right, but it's not as egregious and malfeasant as people are making it out to be. And, and the judge didn't rule 
you have the right to conspire to commit fraud and criminal human experimentation. That's not what the judge ruled. The judge ruled said, Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Naturals set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's futile for me to have this case move forward because at any time, the government can come in and say, we want to drop the case because they're the plaintiff. They're not, that's what you don't understand. Like, so they, you know... So if you're part of a crime as well, you're not going to bring a case against yourself. So that doesn't mean that other other crimes, that doesn't mean that fraud can't be brought against them. You know, criminal fraud, that doesn't mean that um, catastrophic injury cases can't be brought against them under tort law. There's there's so it doesn't mean the contamination can't be brought against them under SV 40. But like, let's talk about that. Like, why is it just SV 40? These things are contaminated with nanotechnology and the law under nanotech is that you can use it on the consumer population and not disclose it unless it causes harm. And if it causes harm and specifically catastrophic, catastrophic injury under tort law, all right, well then the liability falls back on the manufacturer. So does that make sense? Sorry for the long yeah. rant. But. No, it, 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 the thing is it, it does make sense. And, and I think that to, to the average listener per, person watching this, if they're actually paying attention to it, it, do, it does make sense. Exa- exactly what, exactly what you're saying. And it, it's, it's interesting too, because, you know, based upon what, what Ken Paxton is doing with that, with, with this, with this lawsuit, like I, I, I remember and, and people can go back and they can, they can go find my old episode, go look up. I think it's the day that the FDA approved Carminati. If you guys go look at my episode, literally, and I and I just assumed based upon just a quick glance of everything. So I did this live on the air. I took my phone out, a cat and calculator, and I went to the actual study that that the FDA cited in their approval letter, 
And and I showed you know with a with a calculator the exact numbers that you said. It's nine. You have a ninety nine percent chance of surviving with or without or n- not not contracting uh, COVID with or without the the vaccine. And I did. I think it was like a point five percent increase protection according to their numbers. Uh, if if you're vaccinated or or not. But the, one of the key things, and this this is the thing that I've got that I've actually convinced a lot of my lefty friends and family about when it when it comes to is this actually safe? Is it worth the risk and all of that? Is I'll I'll go through these numbers literally with a calculator and I'll show them like here it's ninety nine point one percent and ninety nine point six percent protection whether it whether it's you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, and then you get down to the clause where where they where they are supposed to list how many people died over the course of yeah. the study, and they said we did not include this number because it's not pertinent to this to this study. And I'm like, so you know how many people died, but you're not going to include it in this. And this is what you're citing as proving that it's safe and effective for, in, yeah, in order to be cherry, FDA approved. It's called cherry picking data. It's exactly. called cherry picking data. But exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And so so as I walk this through with, with, with people, and these people are like fully vaccinated, totally lefty, buying into everything. And, and they're like, that's not what I was told. And, but But once you show them... Now they actually have a chance of over, of overcoming this. But I think a lot of times we actually have to show them the information and show them the paperwork and show them the documentation. And that's one of the reasons why I, why I love your Substack as well is that it's, it's not just Karen Kingston saying X, Y, and Z. It's here's this documentation. Here's this patent. Here's this, here's yeah. this study. Here's this approval letter. Because now you can't, you can't refute that. No, you can't. And, and that's the thing. And people don't understand um... – Nobody cares about my opinion and my, like, I don't know what, and I, I, like, and I know that. That's why when I came forward, I didn't think I was going to do that many interviews because I was like, what people need to look at is facts and evidence. And I understand, like, if you have a PhD and an MD, you know, and you're inventors of technologies and stuff, you have what, what I, what we call credibility, meaning that you automatically have trust from your audience, trust that even surpasses that of family members and loved ones. You have people follow you blindly. I don't have that. I should never have that. And I don't think anyone should have that being um, an expert in communications. Like, you know, a lot of what they call uh, CIA operations, like Project Mark- Mockingbird, I'm like, that's legitimately what we call PR. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, and I know that sounds you're like, oh, she's a deep state. It's like, no, no, this is, this is, this is psychology and communications. Like this is, that's all it is. I mean, um, propaganda was taken, you know, began in World War One, and you know, hit a, a, a massive uh, reach in, in World War Two. And I and I don't remember it, the the, um, the book is called Propaganda. It was written in the 1940s or 50s. But you know, the the individual that came up with this and worked with uh, the German government, you know, he came from a marketing company. You know, he was an advertiser. So. That, that's what it is. But again, yeah, to your point, it's all about the data. And Pfizer just in the last couple months said, oh, yeah, we covered up 80% of our deaths in the, the phase three trials, right? And the other thing that I find so disturbing is that they met with the FDA in June of 2021 and the VRB pack, um, which is viral and related biological products um, uh, associate, you know, group, group. And, uh, in the FDA, and I don't know if it was the FDA group or Pfizer, but they both together came to the consensus in June of 2021 that it was impossible to create a vaccine that was gonna be more effective than a child's own immune system. 
So that means the, the, the vaccine could only cause harm to the children. That's all it could do. And you can, you can look at the data, and I have, that, I have that one chart from the CDC from 2021, and as vaccination rates go up, and when, when they approved it for the children in May of 2021, the 12 to 15 year olds, you see a jump in those children's uh, hospitalizations, and you see a jump also in their younger brothers and sisters, the one to four year olds. So it, it all, and now these children have suppressed immune system, and now we're seeing this white lung pneumonia, which is they're being exposed to some engineered pathogen and their immune system can't fight it off. So what people don't know is the early data out of Wuhan and out of all of China, they only found one case, one 15 year old out of over 100,000 cases that even came down with some symptoms of COVID-19. Children's immune systems were so strong that they were able to fight against these synthetic pathogens. So not only were these pathogens not human, meaning like they were uh, non-human species, but they were also inorganic. So the children's immune system actually wiped out the nanotech. That's how strong their innate immune system, their white blood cells are. They went in there like ninjas and tore the stuff up. And all we did was, as Sergeant Murphy said in the DARPA EcoHealth Alliance pitch, is when, when you injected children with the shots, now you turn them into, I believe what he said was bioweapon factories, or maybe it was David Martin that said that. So, so because of the way the pegylated lipid looks like cholesterol and they use the HIV envelope, that's called a stealth uh, liposome, which is a stealth technology that goes under adults and children's immune system. So their white blood cells don't wipe it out. And then it goes into their, their cells, into the nucleus, and then starts producing um, a pathogen, which is a disease causing organism. It's a new species is what it is that people are producing in their bodies. And it's it's parasitic in nature in that it's harming the host to procreate itself. Yeah, well, it, sense? No, it, 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 make, it makes perfect sense. And I, and I, th and I think yeah. it's, it's, also, it's also one of those things too, where it's like, we know, we know that they're going to be doing this more, especially as we talked earlier, it's like, they're gonna, they're gonna come out with, with new pandemics, new viruses, new, new, new you know, bioweapons and, and, and the whole deal. And I'm sure they're gonna be coming out, coming out with the new vaccine, you know, practically every single time. But, the, but then the question then becomes, what do, what does our natural immune system look like when people are getting jabbed for COVID? They're getting jabbed jabbed for whatever the new pandemic is, and then the new one, and then the new one. Like like at at, at what point is this is this just going to be so catas so catastrophic that that you know you know what I mean? It's 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 one thing just to have the same injection over and over and over again, but now you're having one injection and then a different kind of injection and a different kind of injection. How is all that going to be kind of pieced together to a certain degree? So what, um, so I worked for a number of years in rare autoimmune diseases, right? And so you have your humoral response, you know, which is your production of antibodies and whatnot, and you have your innate response, which is, you know, more your white blood cells and cytokine, what they call cytokine storms, which are signaling, you know, uh, cells in the body. And the cytokines work with both the humoral and the innate. But the idea is what people don't understand, what makes a strong immune system is to have balance between the two, right? And what the shots did was they wiped out the innate immune system. So that's the CD4, CD8 counts, right? Those are your white blood cells. And then if your humoral immune system, your antibody system becomes overactive, well, then you get immunogenicity, which Fauci had the audacity to say, yeah, there's a strong immunogenic response with this injection. That's not good. 
that's when your antibodies start attacking cell. So that's when you start seeing this weird myocarditis. And I think Surgeon General Latipo from Florida was the first, first one uh, to bring this to the attention of the American people was the myocarditis was not just an inflammatory response, which would be an innate immune response from what's called like a cytokine storm. It can cause inflammation of the heart lining and the heart muscle. That can happen. What happened was white blood cells and parasites started eating the heart muscle cells. So why did that happen? It happened because of what I just said. The pegylated lipid looks like cholesterol, got picked up, circulated the body, loves the blood system, loves the cardiovascular system, and then it had that HIV coating, so the white blood cells didn't attack it initially, got into the heart cells, and then started presenting with genetic material from bats and rodents and snakes and gross stuff and, and inorganic material, metals. And so then what happened is the white blood cells and the heart cells started eating itself. It started eating the cells that were presenting with this foreign genetic material. That's what we've done. We've, we've created... Um, we've created new species material inside human bodies and children's bodies. And the human body is going, that doesn't belong here because God didn't make us that way. That's why these, these zoonic diseases are not infectious. It's very difficult. We don't have the receptors in our body, Jeff, to bind to DNA from a bat, a virus from a bat or a virus from a monkey. That's, like, that's all made up, right? If you get exposed to it because you were playing in a bat cave and you didn't wash your hands, you know, and touch some bat dung and stuck it in your eye, you're going to get sick, but you're not going to infect anyone else, right? Because your, your body, your innate immune system is going to be trying to get rid of it. So you, what you don't want, and this is the whole concept of vaccination for children, the whole concept is they're trying to get an antibody response. Well, the antibody response means that your innate immune system failed. That's not what you want. You want the children's innate immune system to work. That's why we fought off chickenpox as kids, because our innate immune system worked. You don't want to trick it into failing so that you get the humoral response. And that's the concept of vaccination. And it's a hypothesis to prevent infection and disease. But is it a good one? I think the COVID vaccines have shown that it is not a good one, that it causes immunogenicity and an overall weakened immune system. Yeah. So sorry for the long explanation, no. but is that... No, it, no. I, I, th I think a lot of times we we need that, and we we need the details to kind of you know dive dive into it. And it's it's interesting too, because because I remember um, you know talking to um our our pediatrician who's very like minded when it when it comes to you know vaccines in general and and all, and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that that he was saying was that he used to be somebody when it came to childhood vaccines that he would he would only recommend like let's say like four vaccines for kids. He's like it used to be it was just the ones that were most likely for a kid to you know to die from basically. And, and, and so then when he when he did that and he kind of basically started promoting like, hey, look, I don't I don't force anything, whatever it is. All of a sudden, all these parents are bringing their kids to him saying, hey, uh, this doctor doesn't doesn't push it. We don't want any vaccines. And he realized that the kids with no vaccines were healthier than the kids, even with the, even with just those four vaccines. And, and the thing that he realized is that now all of a sudden now he stopped pushing vaccines at all. He became basically an anti-vaccine doctor. And he's like, now all of my, none of my kids are sick. He's like, all I have are wellness checks. Every now and yeah. then, I have to send somebody to the emergency room for like hydration kind of a thing. He's like, but in all reality, my kids are my kids are healthy. They don't have runny noses. I don't have kids running around my office sick and whatever it is. He's like, they all have strong immune systems and none of them are vaxxed. Yeah, and that's, so that's the thing. So with kids, if they get exposed to some kind of foreign pathogen, they get a fever for a day. 
that that's how when we were kids i remember the flu ripped through my family and i have three brothers and i was really young i was maybe three or four years old and so we're all vomiting for a day i mean i think it went on for 48 hours between the four of us it just ripped through us and then we were fine you know so that's so this like when kids are sick for a long period of time it's because their white blood cells their cd4 cd8 their innate immune systems you took them out or the healthcare system took them out with the vaccines. So it's a, it's a terrible idea. Um, and we just never really thought about it because it was just something we were told to um, accept and that, you know, you wanted to produce antibodies. And it really, theoretically, I don't think that's a great idea. You know, let your, let your, let your, let your, let the Marines, right? So your innate immune system is the Marines. Let you the Marines and the special ops, you know, your white blood cells who know how to go out there and find the enemy and take them out, like w put them in instead of having carpet bombing, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. And, and, and I, and I know we've said, we've said this multiple times, but I just feel like our, our, our government strategy with almost everything is we have to have a solution for every individual little problem. And, but I feel yeah. like what, what ends up happening is we keep we keep screwing with with God's intended order and God's creation and and th this is this is goes this is way bigger than just you know big pharma right th this is obviously this is pharmaceutical drugs and healthcare and all that kind of stuff but it's also what we're seeing with weather manipulation from with like chemtrails and stuff it's also what what we're what we're seeing with all the different kinds of electromagnetic fields and and EMFs and and, and everything it's like at a certain point we're we're effing with God's creation so much that all of a sudden it's just going to go haywire because now we've changed it out of out of God's order and 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 it's interesting too because I because I because I keep you know everybody keeps talking about climate change whatever it is I'm like eventually climate change is going to happen because we're screwing with the weather and enough that all of a sudden it's going to go haywire and we're going to have crazy reactions and all that kind of stuff it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy but we're having the same problem when when it, when it comes to healthcare. We keep screwing with God's orders so much that our bodies, I think, and this is why I think we have so many autoimmune diseases, so many allergies, so many different health care uh, problems in this country right now is because is not because there's all these new diseases. It's because we're screwing with our bodies so much that we don't have a natural immune system. Yeah, well, I you know I know you said self fulfilling prophecy, but I, I mean it's it's not that. It's that the we'll call them the globalists are yep. making the problems right. right. They made COVID-19 was not a pandemic in 2020. Just look at the U.S. consensus data. Population, we had huge population growth across all demographics in 2020. It wasn't until 2021 where we killed off nearly a million of our seniors over 85, right? So they, so they go, oh, look, it's COVID. And I think at some point in 2021, they said, oh, we better stop diagnosing all these COVID-19 deaths because now we've rolled out the vaccine. So then they kind of started fudging things around, right? Because they started realizing this is just showing that the vaccine doesn't work. No, it, it, it's the opposite. It doesn't work. It's killing. It's the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It's killing people, right? Yeah. So and I think the same thing with the environment, right? They keep talking to us about global warming and, and, and you know, and if you have global warming, then, you know, different types of, of species are going to die off. Meanwhile, they're killing off, you know, a bunch of mammals. They're killing off marine life. They're killing off, um, cows and chickens and all and all of other stuff and then the synthetic meat you and i were just talking about the book of kings and leviticus yeah. right so like leviticus you're not supposed to put seeds from different plants in the same soil and meanwhile we're making chimeric um species including the meat and then the book of kings 
I was shocked. I don't remember the last time I read it, but there's a lot of cannibalism in there. Like it, it's, it's appalling. And I was on a call earlier this year with Christy Anderson. I was just, a, she was hosting, she was a guest and I called in, I got to speak to her. And I was saying like, hey, are you guys aware what's going on with the lab grown meat that, that what they're calling nutrients is sometimes human embryonic cells, right? And at a minimum, they're animal cells that they're using to make these lab grown meats. And they're, they're mixing them with other species. So like they're using insect species with human species to make meat in the lab, right? And I mean, we kind of had this conversation where, again, I'm always told I'm kind of too much. Like I can't call the shots bioweapons. I can't go show people data and facts. And I can't be talking to people about this is, they use human embryonic cells as starter nutrients to make um, this lab grown meat, right? Well, I don't know. I, I sent her some substacks. I don't know if she circulated it, but I saw Italy ban synthetic meat, right? So I think that's a good thing. And, and now like impossible burger or impossible beef, whatever it's called, impossible meat. Yeah. Um, a lot, so I saw someone post on Facebook. A lot of the factories are across the, the street from Planned Parenthoods. I mean, and the, the thing is, how is this stuff vegan if it has hemoglobin in it? You, you have to get that from a mammal. You have to get that from an animal, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, a lot of people are eating stuff that they think is vegetarian or it's called organic cultured meat. And meanwhile, it, it, it may be derived. I, it's from human. So we're back. We're back to the Old Testament in cannibalism. I mean, it's it's really disgusting. And when I sat in on some sin bio conferences this year, uh, I think I told you this before, they, they hired, you know, marketing companies and stuff and they did market research. And what they said was farmers are too stupid to understand why they need to, uh, you know, um, create um, plants without water and sunlight. And, you know, ranchers are too dumb to understand why they, they need to um, kill their cows because their cows are harming the environment and everything needs to be made in a lab. So they said we have to figure out a way to uh, change our messaging. And basically they said we have to lie to people. Because if we just give them facts and evidence, then they will make up their minds before they actually try our product. It's like because they don't want to eat product that's derived from murdered babies. Yeah. Yeah. So they just so they lie. So it's 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 called propaganda. It's called lying. It's called gaslighting. And um, I think people should just yeah. As I said when I, I was interviewed by uh, Scott Shera, you know his daughter was mm -hmm. murdered, medical murder, first case going to jury trial. I just want people to have the information so they can say, no, I don't want my or my child to be exposed to, injected with, or ingested with genetic material from other species or from aborted uh, children. I don't, I don't want that in my body. And I think people should have the right to say that. Yeah, you should, you, well, we should. And, and, this, and this is, the, this is the, the crazy thing about about everything is like you know it's it's interesting a lot of the people that eat like impossible the impossible meat impossible impossible burger and all these like kind of vegan whatever it is meat alternatives and all that kind of stuff the vast majority of them are not healthy people it's 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 really interesting yeah. but but it's also you start you you go look at the just even the ingredients that they'll tell you that stuff is is toxic like that stuff is bad for your body it's all these ridiculous like seed oils and synthetic uh, and synthetic ingredients and, and and all and all of that that's not things that you should be that you should be ingesting you know and it, 
And I and I think that yeah. also I think that this is where I think we need to we need to take control of of ourselves and our bodies and knowing what we're putting in there, not just when it comes to vaccines, not just when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs and all of that, but when it comes to your food. And and it's it's interesting, and I highly encourage everybody to go listen to it. But Joe Rogan just did another another podcast with Will Harris, who's a farmer from from Georgia, talking about or you know raising organic you know meat and beef and and the difference between you know uh, the you know, big food and big agriculture versus versus a lot of these small local organic farms and all that. Several years ago, I went on a farm tour. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of that farm, of Will, Will Harris's farm, where they literally grow everything from, they, they start from birth all the way to slaughter. They do on property and everything's 100% organic, no chemicals at all on the property. And you can go to, you can go to their, their property line. And you can even see the soil, the difference just at the line of their neighboring farm, which uses all pesticides and chemicals and all that kind of stuff. It's like dead. You can you can see it. It's like sand. And then you go yeah. uh, on, onto White Oak Pastures and it's it's like alive. There's organic material in there. You can see the difference just visually. And it, But this is the thing is that I think we have to begin to take responsibility for ourselves where are we getting our food from? Because I'm telling you, if you're gonna, if you're getting it from one of Tyson's companies or, or one of these, you know, big food companies or whatever it is, it's gonna be injected with all sorts of hormones, hormones and mRNA vaccines and antibodies and, yep. and, and the whole deal. And Kristen broke the story about a peel too, which yeah. is like people don't understand what that is. Like that's not just the coating. That those avocados, they're not avocados. The reason why they can sit in your fridge for a year and not go bad is because they're part plastics, you know, and you don't even know what genetic material is in there. You don't know if there's human genetic material in there, insect genetic material. Um, but we know that they're, you know, and Dr. Animal Halchia has done an amazing job looking at all kinds of products and foods and stuff. This, what they're calling synthetic biology, there's, you know, there's nanotech in there, yeah. you know, and microtech. Um, so, you know, we're eating we're basically eating a hybrid of the food that I used to play with when I played house as a kid, you know, with my Betty Crocker oven, you know, and the fake plastic, you know, fruits and vegetables. Now our vegetables have some of that fake plastic in it. And I know that sounds uh, crazy, but just that's what synthetic biology is. And, and we're just being lied to. So be careful when people are saying, oh, this is organic, you know, this is um, or organic doesn't it doesn't mean anything anymore right you you have to actually know where your food is exactly coming from and what i've been doing is like if i buy some fruits and vegetables from somewhere i let it sit on the you know counter for a while and if it starts to go moldy that's when i eat it because i know it's like real you know <laughs> and then i go back and buy more <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, well, yeah. but but the, but this is the, this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize, especially about, especially about the meat. And, and I've been paying a lot more attention to meat because I've I've gone I've gone carnivore for about the last month or month and a half because I've been having some some inflammatory issues in in my hands, a really bad arthritis. And I was able to to figure out it was it's I had an intolerance to almonds, which a lot of people don't realize in the, in the state of California. The state of California actually requires them to to inject pesticides inside inside the almonds, even on organic. And and so it's oh. yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Then on top of that, I, I'm all, I'm also discovering I've I've got an intolerance to seed oils, which is in everything. And so I'm basically I've gone completely organic beef and chicken and ghee and butter and all that kind of stuff. I've I've just eliminated everything else. So I've been paying a lot more attention to, especially okay, what how do they process the meat? How do they deal with all this? Like the vast majority of people don't realize that if they expect if you're getting organic beef. That that was raised organically from birth until slaughter. When in reality, they can raise the cow, standard conventional injections, antibodies, chemicals, pharmaceutical drugs, the whole deal. They they can do it and then they'll they'll take it to auction and then they'll sell it to an organic farm who will buy it and then raise it organic from when they bought it until when they slaughter it. So it could go the first year and a half of its life injected with every single thing you can possibly imagine and then a new farmer that's organic will buy it and then they'll sell it to you as if it was it's been organic its entire life when it's been injected with who knows what its entire life into like the last six months of its life and so you have to really really pay attention where are you buying your meat from and most people don't realize that what the farmer's market now the cultivated or cultured meat they call it organic so there was no baby well there might have been a baby a pre-baby cow involved, but that stuff is the stuff that's grown in the lab from animal embryos and other species. And I think they keep them out at the local farmer's market because it said organic cultivated meat and nobody really knew, or organic regenerative meat, right? And they said it was kind, kind cattle or whatever. It's this, it's gross. It's, it's multi-species. It's, it's new species that they're calling, that they're growing, um, basically what it, okay. So what cultivated meat is, is the same science that they used like in DARPA, in our, you know, in our military and in the healthcare, you know, medical industrial complex. It's the same technology and science that they use to grow human organs, right? So they, they use embryonic cells and stem cells, either stem cells from humans, you know, from bone marrow and whatnot, maybe adipose tissue, which is fat tissue or embryo cells to grow um, human organs. That's the same technology and biological substances that they're using to make regenerative meat, cultivated meat, or cultured meat. It's not vegetarian, it's not organic, it's disgusting in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. You know, maybe some people are, I mean, obviously there's a trillion dollar industry around all this stuff like forecasted. So there's some people that are down with it, but I think it's blasphemous and wrong. And again, I just think that people should, have, should know what what they're putting in their bodies, you know? Um, but that was another thing that I kind of blew off the lid before I got in some trouble. But um, yeah, yeah, it was the whole, yeah, synthetic meat. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, and I'm proud that Italy banned it, you know? And I'm proud that Pfizer had to renegotiate all their contracts in Europe, you know? Uh, they had, they had those, like the fact that Pfizer adjusted their sales this year, people don't understand how huge that is. Those sales were guaranteed by government contracts including manufacturing contracts, you know, Moderna and Pfizer had manufacturing contracts with some governments going out 10 years. So that was a big, um, I think that, 
I don't think that was expected. I really don't. They lost two dollars earning per share. That's huge. You know, like I said I, I told a story. I worked at Pfizer, and when Pfizer bought uh, American Home Products for Park Davis, uh, someone asked the CEO Bill Steer at a meeting, "What's the difference between a hostile takeover and an acquisition?" And he said two dollars per per share. So that that's I mean, like again, that's a hostile action to lose that amount of money for your for your investors. So I think that was a a big a big win. And now we're seeing Ken Paxton making a move on Pfizer because I think he probably got pressure not just within the United States, but, you know, New Zealand has lawsuits going. Um, they're going after the fact that these are these are genetically modified organisms that are doing genetic editing inside the cells inside humans. So this is really criminal human experimentation that should have never been unleashed on the global population. The UK has got a lawsuit going for um, AstraZeneca in the millions of dollars, right? That That's going on. And now I think the plasma DNA contamination, I fully support it, but I want people to do use some critical thinking, right? Let's, let's not be victims of mass formation psychosis ourselves, right? So what happened? I think in the freedom movement, um, myself and others who did not back down, you know, I went from talking to senators to talking to sheriffs. I mean, I, I you know, I ran the whole gamut um, and and I think people got to the point where they said, we don't want to hear there's nothing we can do anymore. Right. So what does controlled opposition want? They want and this is this is from uh, Unrestricted Warfare. You can read this in James Giordano. We have experts in the movement that talk about it. At the end of the day, you want a friendly battlefield. You want passivity, right? So you get passivity by lying to people. So like we have half of the American population, I think it's less now that thought the vaccines were good, so they're not gonna push back about it. And then the ones that were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And by the way, it was clear from day one that these could only harm children and, and kill them. And so did we, did we move to ban them for children, to protect the children? No, we said, uh, yeah, but they're only going to kill children, so make it a choice. That was yeah. a horrible decision. You know, first of all, they should, out of the gates, we should have we should have called these things weapons or harmful for everybody. But at a minimum, we should have fought to make these illegal to be injected any any uh, adolescent, any child, any baby, and shut down those trials because we knew that. So okay, so now people are saying we want some kind of action. So what happens? So the freedom movement goes, all right. You can now sue Pfizer for contamination, but only for contamination for SV40. So that's the oncogenic cancer gene. I can't say that word. It's the cancer gene from monkeys, right? So now those lawsuits are going to be contingent on hiring experts and paying experts tens of thousands of dollars to explain what SV40 is and the oncogenic gene and the plasma DNA contamination. And then, you know, um, you're going to have to show that correlation. Now, meanwhile, the one disease that's not listed on October 22nd, 2020 for the FDA, when they said, we know all these diseases are gonna happen. We know that there's gonna be all these neurological diseases, inflammation of the brain, demyeliating diseases. We know that women are gonna have menstru menstruation problems. We know there's gonna be fertility problems. We know there's gonna be myocarditis, heart attacks, sudden death, pneumonia, you know, vaccine enhanced associated disease. The one disease that's not listed is cancer, right? So, you're 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 going to be contingent on expert research and testimony instead of on Pfizer and the FDA's own documents. So I would just encourage other attorneys out there. Yes, go forward with contamination, but the contamination isn't just SV40. There's technology in these injections. 
You can find it in the Operation War Street contract where they say you have to adhere to good manufacturing practices for the use of technologies. You can see in the Operation War Street contract and the FDA filings that these contain lipid nanoparticle technologies. You can go to the FDA guidance from 2014. What are lipid nanoparticle technologies? They're considered devices. You can go to Pfizer's documents where they make the spike proteins. And that, that's part of the VNT162B, which they state is the Comirnaty. And it says it contains uh, uh, atomic thick layer of graphene oxide and gold. So you, could, you don't need an expert. You can actually go for contamination and go, look, these lipid nanoparticles, they cause heart inflammation and sudden cardiac death in healthy adults and children. So that's one, that's a, that's one thing you can do. You don't have to just do the cancer. And you don't have to depend on the experts. Um, and and that's, that's the thing, like people keep, you know, early on people are saying for me to give expert testimony. I'm like, Jeff, you follow, you've known about me, you followed me. You don't need me to read you the Pfizer documents. I mean, right. I show you what, I, you don't have to read the entire document. I show you what page to go to and the words mean what they mean, right? Mm -hmm. So October 22nd, 2020, it says working list. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of uh, COVID-19 vaccination, um, harmful side effects. But they're not side effects because the side effect is supposed to be transient, you know, and unexpected. They do. These are the clinical outcomes. The clinical outcomes are disease, disabilities, and death. So they knew that before they even gave the authorization and definitely before they gave the approval. And then in the approval, it even says, it says, what do we know? We know it's going to cause myocarditis, pericarditis, and, and anaphylaxis, massive, uh, you know, um, allergic response causing massive inflammation. Like we know that's going to happen. What does it say missing information is? Vaccine effectiveness. How is that defined? That's defined as the vaccine is going to work in uh uh, communities to prevent infection, transmission, and disease. So they don't, they don't know, in the FDA approval, it literally says, we don't know if this thing is going to be effective, but we do know it causes myocarditis and pericarditis. Right. And that was never disclosed to people. And so someone goes, well, under the PREP Act, under Section 3024 of the Cures Act, passed in 2016 in December, because I was the OG that quoted all of this stuff, by the way, it says informed consent does not need to be given to the consumer or the person if it's not in the best interest of such person, right? Well, no judge has held that up in a court of law. Scott Shera just proved that with his case where his daughter was me medically murdered because they did not give consent to her or her guardians, you know, her powers of attorney. Um, they gave her a trifecta of, of uh, lethal cocktails in 2021, you know, while, you know, she had a secondary diagnosis of COVID. And so then, well, we don't have to give you informed consent. Well, the judge said no. 
when you don't give informed consent and you're actually knowingly giving a patient um, um, treatments, for lack of you know, a better word, that you know are going to cause death in that patient, he said, that is criminal battery. That's attempted murder. Yeah. And that case is going to jury. It's going to jury. So there are the judges are not as evil as everyone thinks that they are. You know, it's going to take a lot for a judge to say, okay, if HHS declares there's a pandemic, that means that pharmaceutical companies, doctors, healthcare providers, hospitals, school boards, school nurses, school teachers, they can all murder civilian populations and innocent children and adults. Do you think a judge is going to actually rule that? They're going to say, we are America under a public health emergency is worse than Nazi Germany. Do you, do you think a judge is going to actually rule that? Right. and get away with it yeah it's well it's it, see and it, 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 it that's the way that i think we need to be framing these conversations in general is, is i think a lot of people because they're you know for, for whatever reason are they afraid of the left are they afraid of the mainstream media are they afraid of, of being slandered or lied about i mean you're going to be lied about no matter, no matter what you and i both know that because we both experienced that right it's like we need to start controlling the narrative and stop allowing them to force us to use particular terms. And I think a lot of people on our side, we try to make our case while using the terminology of the other side because we don't want to be called crazy or conspiracy theorists, or tinfoil hat or whatever it is. But the problem is, well, is that we're blacklisted. Exactly. But we're conceding the language that we need to be able to control in, in order to effectively uh persuade people of the truth and that i think that that's that's one of the weaknesses of our movement right now but th but that's why i'm okay with the term contamination so I, I want so i want people to know too you can go back when i was on brandon house in 2021 and i talked about plasmid dna contamination and that it was only in there to integrate foreign genetic material into the into people and and everyone ignored it that was where i started it took me a year to actually you know, and I, I call these bioweapons from the get-go, but I didn't push it. it. Took me a year to get to the point where I was quoting 18 USC 175 and Florida 790.144, and Colorado laws and whatnot, and Idaho laws that these meet the criteria of a death uh, of a bioweapon. There's a lot more ramifications to everyone involved with that term, so I get that. So I think the contamination, I'm I'm good with that, and also catastrophic injury, right, and fraud, and all like we can, but I think I have I. I think I had to be the leader to actually go and cross the line where people said enough was enough so that the movement finally took action. But make no mistake, the action that we're taking with plasma DNA contamination just for SB40 is, is passive, right? right? The action we need to be taking is, in my opinion, these shots need to be pulled out of every community right now. And I, and my biggest hero, like, you know, when I evaluate what the leaders have done over the last three years is Dr. Keogh McCullough, because he has courageously and unabashedly now gone around the globe saying, look, you better, the governments, you better pull these shots from your communities, because if you don't do it, the communities are going to do it themselves, you know? And, and that's, I hate to use this phrase, but that's speaking truth to power. It really is, you know? And so I think Ken Paxton, you know, um, got, you know, is seeing these movements that are happening across the, the country. I think he's seeing what's happening outside of um, outside of the United States. And so it's really between, you know, Paxton 
And I got to tell you, Governor DeSantis, if he really wants to, if he really wants to be a contender in the 2024, uh, you know, who's going to pull the shots first? Like, I think America's at the point, even Laura Ingram, she had Dr. Mohaltra on almost a year ago, earlier this year. And he was explaining how the pharma companies have immunity. And she's like, no, no, no. She goes, if they knew that these were going to harm children and adults, she goes, there needs to be criminal charges. This isn't a matter of suing them, right? So even if it, like Fox News, which is still MSM, it's still mainstream media. Yeah. Like if Laura Ingram is saying this, right? We've gotten to a point where we're ready to pull the shots. And so again, completely support the SB40 strategy and the attorneys that, I think there's 90 attorneys in America that are going down that route, but I hope there's other attorneys that go, wait a second, I'm just gonna go with cont contamination and c catastrophic injury under tort law right and fraud and i got the pfizer's own documents to prove it and then people go karen what about moderna again go after moderna i think they have a completely different contract actually i know they have a completely different contract uh, i know their trials were run by barda so they were run by the government so if you want to go after the government go for it because that actually is going after government pfizer contract says we are we acted completely independent of the u.s government and so just because they partnered with the government it says that their intellectual property their manufacturing their product, their branding, their marketing, their promotion, everything was done by Pfizer. That's what that contract says. So you don't have to pull the government in to go after Pfizer. You know, let Pfizer pull the government in. Now with Moderna, it's kind of different. The contract's written in a different way. So someone goes, well, and I, I know you'll hear people say, that's not true, you have to go after the government. No, like, okay, if the mafia hired a hitman, again, I've used this analogy so many times, uh, to kill a politician, let's say, right? And you know who the hitman is, you, you know, uh, the the uh, prosecuting attorney doesn't go, we know who the hitman is, but we need to, first we have to bring in the head of the mafia, the, the five the five heads, the, 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 the bosses, before we can go after the hitman. No, you don't. Bring the hitman in and let him tell you who the boss is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's it's common sense, but for whatever reason, we've kind of disassociated as a society from from common sense. And I think that that's, that's one, one of the frustrations. That's mass... That's mass formation psychosis, right? Yeah. That's what our experts tell us, is that we defer to an expert figure. And this is someone on our side, even if that expert, he said, even if that expert figure lies to you, that's mass formation psychosis. So our movement is waiting for permission from our leaders to take action. And our leaders have told us, you can't do anything, you can't do anything. We can, we can make these deadly injections a choice. And, and, and Jeff, like, again, I support the plasma DNA contamination, but what changed? What what legally changed between two months ago and two years ago? Yeah. What, what changed? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. What, what, yeah. What changed? Oh, well, now we have something we can go after them with where the attorneys are contingent on bringing in our experts that they're going to cost tens of thousands of dollars to provide testimony. I'm just saying that's, you, you, you can't yeah. do this SV40 thing without experts. There's no way. And then, right. you know, then the defense is going to bring in their own experts. And I don't even know how that's going to go because, um, and I know these cause cancer. Again, I think if they even look for the HeLa gene, they'll find the HeLa gene in there, which is the most aggressive form of cancer ever. They'll find vascular endothelial growth factor, which accelerates the tumor growth. I mean, they'll find all kinds of stuff if they look for it. But I brought that up again over two years ago, and it wasn't of interest. So what happened? Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, and I think, and I think that this is, this is where I think, you know, and, and it's interesting because I, because I, I wrote, a, you know, you talk about like the experts and, and, you know, people trusting the experts and, and all of that. Like I wrote about this several years ago in, in, I think it was the second book that, that, I, that I put out called Church and State. And, but that was specifically about this kind of cult of personality that we have within the evangelical, you know, church and, you know, how people will follow their favorite pastor and do, do whatever they say and believe whatever they say just because it's their favorite person. But I've been applying it to, to politics as well and just life in general is that what, what, what it seems like what we've been doing is we've, we've been putting all of our trust in individual people, uh, you know, whether because maybe they've got a degree, maybe they're our favorite, you know, celebrity politician or whatever, whatever it is. And then we just align ourselves with what they're saying. And, and like we were just talking about, it's like we've got this disconnect between our common sense of what we've always believed, how we've always done things. And now we have this newfound belief in something that we never had before, but it's because we've been told this by either the mainstream media or Fauci or even some of our own leaders in our in our own movement. And and I think that to a certain degree, this this I think we should we should all kind of take a step back and and try to figure out no, but what do I actually believe? What do I know to be true? And yeah. then go and follow where does that lead? Don't just believe something because somebody says it, because I say it, or because you say it, or whoever it is. Figure out what you, what your worldview is, and then look at everything kind of through that through that prism. But be open to the fact that you may be wrong, and also the person that you're listening to may be wrong about something. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I um, and, and also I think when it comes to evil, it's like, okay, we're going to go after evil just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you went to, to, right? So, so we're going to appease the good guys by going after evil a little bit, not full stop, you know? And I, and I guess I, that's what I would encourage people is like, um, be wary of people that say you have no power to stop evil. That, that's all. I mean, I think that's be wary of people who say Karen Kingston's controlled opposition because she wants to take out the giant in the room. Right. Um, and and now two years later, we're saying you can take out the giant, but just a little bit, just just for SV40 contamination and plasma DNA. But what about everything else that the thing is contaminated with? And what about the, you know, again, more than two dozen serious diseases, disabilities and death that Pfizer and the FDA admitted to on October 22nd, 2020. And then Pfizer has an internal database of 1.5 million people who were seriously injured, basically, who had three or more serious adverse events, their internal database. And what about what about the V-Safe database, where the first 10 million people that were injected, 4 million of them couldn't perform their, their duties the next day, their activities. Mothers couldn't get out of bed to take care of their children. Fathers couldn't go to work. Uh, you know, parents couldn't, mothers couldn't go to work, right? Like, 
why not say these are, you know, these are, these are, this is all the evidence we need under tort law and under fraud. Like, yeah. so I'm just saying, you know, um, be careful of people who say you have no power. Yeah. And, and I'd say, be careful of people who, you know, um, I was on America out loud and someone asked me like, what do you think the biggest mistake was when we came forward? Do you think it was the whole snake venom thing? And I was like, I think the biggest mistake was that we didn't say that these were could only poison, harm and kill everyone out of the gates. I think the stop the mandates would have been much more powerful if we said stop the injections. Yeah. You know, why are we, why, we all said, the free movement, everyone agreed that no child should be injected with this, right? And we don't know if it's going to cause infertility issues. We didn't know what the risk for myocarditis was. We just knew it was there. And so what did we say? Did we come boldly forward and say it should be a, it should be a crime if any uh, individual pharmacist primary care doctor, pediatrician injected with these mRNA technology. Is that what we said in January, 2021? No, Jeff, we said, make it an ignorant choice for those parents who don't know and have them deal with the consequences later. Yeah. But I know, so I'm gonna protect my kid, but you know, you can stay ignorant and hurt your kid. That's what we did. Right. That's not right. That was a mistake. And I think we need, you know, again, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Why can't we come to the table and go, where did we make mistakes? And now we're entering into 2024. Make no mistake, 2024 is going to be a battle year on many, many different fronts. Why not come forward with our strongest foot forward? Yeah, no, it's it's it, well, it's 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 a good point because I think that when when it comes to medical freedom, I've always seen the flaw in the in the argument of of our movement that that it's like well you know we just want to make it to where people can make their own choice and i can't tell you how many how many politicians and candidates that were running for office some of them are sitting in in congress right now where i'd have them on the show and i would ask them about about the covid jabs and their response is well i'm for, i'm for medical freedom you know i i I, w I won't get the vax but i'm gonna allow but if if somebody else wants to they they can and, I, and for me i'm sitting here thinking that would be true if we actually had informed consent, if 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 big if big pharma came and they said and, and they have all the doctors sit down with you and say, OK, so look, we don't we we, we don't know or we do know that it's not that it's not actually going to protect you. And uh, it, it, you, you have very strong likelihood of myocarditis and, and all these different kinds of injuries and potentially death and, and all of that. Do you want to take it? The vast majority of people would say would say no, but that would at least be informed consent. Nobody had informed consent, and so it it, ne it never should have been legal from from the first place. So the the entire argument of medical freedom when it came to choosing if you're going to get injected or not with these jabs, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. And that to, it, like you're saying, I don't think that that was the right argument under the circumstances. No, we we were part of the problem. We were part of the deception. It's the same right. thing. Let's say um, hypothetically, there's a product called Impossible Beef. <laughs> okay. And vegetarians think it's vegetarian. And then they find out that they use human embryonic kidney cells as starter nutrients. And then they use embryonic cells from, from cows and then they use insects and whatnot, right? So if we're like, okay, well, Impossible Beef can continue to advertise as vegetarian, right? Because um, I know what's in it, right? Well, and, and the vegetarians, you know, the manufacturers, they don't, they, the manufacturers never told them what's in it. They don't believe me. So you can leave it on the market. Is that is that really fair? Because I think if a vegetarian found out they were eating meat, a, a new organism that was derived from aborted babies, I bet a vegetarian would not be okay with that. 
Yeah, you you want you want to hear an ironic story about I think I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Impossible Burger. They were they were at a trade show, uh, and you know they were sampling their you know their quote unquote vegan burgers, and so obviously mm-hmm. obviously their base is pretty much all vegans. Like like meat eaters aren't aren't going to go eat that right. So they oh, so they so so they go and they're handing out samples smothered in real cheese, and they didn't tell anybody. And so you had all these vegans that were going up and eating impossible burgers smothered with real cheese and all of a sudden everybody got everybody flipped out because they're like this isn't vegan cheese but they didn't they didn't disclose that so if they're not going to disclose that to you know while they've got vegan plastered everywhere and you know all that kind of stuff what else aren't they aren't they being honest about yeah and i think and that that's the thing i don't understand this concept of why americans want to remain willfully ignorant like you know when people are like oh don't tell me about that shot i I get the shots i can't handle it but, I mean, well, if you were a vegetarian, you're gonna be like, oh, don't tell me that what I've been eating actually contains animal cells in it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, then then why, then what is your identity? Who are you? Like, you don't, like, what, what morals do you have? What character do you have? If, right. if your life is based on, well, I'm an honest person because I believe I'm doing the right thing based on lies, you're, then you're not an honest person. You don't have character. You certainly don't have God in Christ. You know, you're certainly not a follow of Christ. You know, I mean, it's it's so hypocritical. And yeah. and and I guess that's where I am with with the shots was that we were told it's too scary to tell Americans and the other side the truth about the Pfizer data and the truth about oh gosh the nanotech got you know can't tell people there's nanotech in here why it's in everything. It's in it's in sunblock. It's in it's in cosmetics. It's it, it's in it's in food. You know, nanotech and microtech. So, um, and the way they've gotten away with it is the industry decided we don't have to tell people about nanotech as long as it doesn't harm them. Well, now it's harming us. So it's you know time to blow the lid off of that and say it's in the shots and that's contamination. Yep. You know, it's in your food and that's contamination. Um, it's in other medicines, you know, I'm sure Paxlovid has got a ton of nanotech in it. Um, so, you know, is this something that in this and the nanotech goes to the, the, the what I find and actually I had a nightmare about this last night is it goes to the brain. So gold nanoparticles without even being targeted, they go they, 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 they go into the spinal cord and they, they love to go to the brain and they love to go to the hippocampus. Now, the reason why that's so scary is the hippocampus is in charge of memories. So I don't know about you, but I've had major problems with short-term memory lately. Um, like it's, it's been bizarre. Um, but it also, the hippocampus also stores long-term memories. So you start doing damage there, you literally start forgetting who you are. Maybe that's what's happening. So people have no clue who they are. But it's also executive function. And executive function is decision-making. So if you start losing your executive function skills, well, then you're just going to default to someone or some politician or political party to make decisions for you. Yeah. Because you don't, you're, you don't act, we're, you're, we're actually, the human species is going to start losing the ability to make decisions for themselves. And our children are very vulnerable to this because, again, the nanotech's not just in the shots. It's in the food. It's in cosmetics. It's in, you know, um, other supplements and whatnot. So you really got to be um, wary of this. And I don't want to be all doom and, and gloom. But like, I think the key for 2024, again, talking about my experience working with immune diseases, it's about restoring balance, right? 
Um, so, you know, there, it, it, you're going to need um, palliative, which are symptom treatments to, to treat some of the uh, symptoms of being exposed to this technology, whether it's the blood clotting, you know, uh, you and I both are affiliates for the wellness company, like mm -hmm. the nanokinase, the spike protein, like that, that stuff actually does help. Now, is it a cure? No, but you need to treat symptoms so you can function, right? right. Um, uh, there's the Z-Shield coming out with NAC-L-cysteine, and, and, and NAC-L-cysteine, what's, what's amazing about it, and I've got to write a substack because I did research on it over two and a half years ago, and I just, I, uh, remember what I talked about when um, the vaccine or foreign pathogens using nanotech, it can make your cells present with foreign genetic material? That's yeah. what causes the body to, okay, the NAC-L-cysteine provides this, uh, I don't remember the coding, but it, it basically, it, it stops the body from attacking cells. So that's independent of the glutathione manufacturing that it helps increase. It actually helps the body to to stop killing itself, right? And you and, and these are things that you need to do. You need to restore balance. We need to restore balance in our election. We need to restore balance at the local level so that our school boards and county boards and uh, sheriff departments aren't run by globalists, you know, or people that are on payroll for them, right? Yeah. This is what 2024 really needs to be about, is restoring balance to restore freedom and justice, right? But I think it needs to be done at a physical individual level, at a county level, at a state level, and then at a national level. But, you know, make no mistake, we're going to have another pandemic. And, and I, um, unfortunately, you know, Bill Gates was very clear, uh, he's going to get people's attention this time. So what does that mean? It means they're going to go after the children. How are they going to target the children? They're going to target the children. Um, you know, in my opinion, through the school systems, that the contamination is going to be happening at the school level. And if you go into the NIH database, reporter.nih.gov, go and look for every university, you know, uh, in this country that still is mandating the COVID-19 vaccines. Or look to see, okay, this university is mandating a vaccine for meningitis. Did they receive a grant from the NIH to do a meningitis study? I bet they did. And you know what? Just like they did at my son's high school, they are exposing the children to synthetic pathogens and they're using those campuses to run clinical trials, to run criminal biological uh, experiments on our posterity, on our children, on the future of this country. And they're being paid for under NIH grant databases. That's what they were doing at my son's high school and I shut it down. Yeah. Um, there's a $10 million grant. So, you know, people should definitely use, again, I have a couple of substacks on it. The, I think one of them is the uh, NIH database that Tony Fauci doesn't want you to know about. And I walk you through step by step how to use it, you know. So if you got a kid in high school or college or middle school, um, but definitely in college, see if, see if the college is on the payroll for the NIH. Yeah. Why? Why am I not? Why am I not surprised at all? So okay. So we you've you've got your Substack that I highly encourage everybody to to go check out. You got KarenKingston.substack.com. You guys go subscribe, become a paid subscriber. You guys get access to to you know all the articles and, and all and all of that. Uh, tell everybody where they can go for uh, you know if 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 they want to go check out the the wellness center and, or the wellness company and what you what what specifically do you recommend over there again? So what I actually recommend um, because it, it is there's a prescription uh, medical emergency kit, uh, not not the COVID nineteen one. I mean I you can get that one, but there's a prescription um, uh, medicine kit and it has prescriptions um, for acute infections. So those are short those are supposed to be short term infections that you treat with a, you know antibiotics for bacteria there'll be antivirals antiparasitics uh and antifungals i recommend having that on hand it takes two to three weeks to get you can put in the code kingston and get 10 percent off the reason why i recommend having that on hand is we know another pandemic is coming 
You do not want to have to go to urgent care or the emergency center, you know, because you came down with a sinus infection or some bronchitis or whatnot. And I say that because what I went through the last three months, Jeff, is I believe I got a window into what other Americans are going to go through. So keep in mind, a bank account was shut down too. Yeah. When I went to urgent care just to get blood work done um, or to get um, a prescription for a sinus infection, they wanted to call an ambulance and have me put into the hospital. You don't want to go, you don't want to be put in that situation. Right. So I recommend having, and I'm not saying you're going to be, but in January 17th, it's allegedly going to go into effect is Biden's executive order which is the social credit score from China. So if you if they're if they're if your social media account is linked to your healthcare account and you go to get a prescription for some bronchitis, don't be surprised if they're trying to get you into an ambulance to go into the hospital. Yep. And you know what's gonna happen there. So I recommend having the kit on hand. I know I don't I don't want to sound all doom and gloom, but I'm very suspicious about what uh, what the medical system what they're what they're gonna try to pull off in twenty twenty four based on what they were able to pull off the last two, three years. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely, and and I have been encouraging people to get the uh, emergency medical kit o- over there as well, just because because it, it's one of those things where if you can, if you can avoid even going to urgent care if, if at all possible, I, I believe they even have like a telehealth service as well, so you can kind of uh, avoid even maybe the necessity of needing to go there. So anything you can do to to avoid that, just because they're all, they're they're all co opted by 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 the bad guys is is really what it comes down to in my opinion. So. Um, I highly yeah, encourage and if you have yeah. a doctor that you trust that's been trustworthy, right. then absolutely continue to go see them. But absolutely. Again, um, I'm the kind of person that avoids the doctor. So yeah. yeah. So so uh, just uh, so uh, Liberty Mutual six on uh, on Rumble just asked wh- where she's sending us for the kit. If you guys go to the wellness company, I believe it's twc.health. You guys can go over there. Yeah. Use co- use code Kingston when you check out. You get a discount. Um, but that's where you guys can get the, the, the emergency medical kits and the telehealth service and, and supplements and all, and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you guys are doing that. Um, and then and and I also, well, no, we both use Zeolite. Yeah. It's okay. We both use the good inside. Yep. Uh, it's fine. You can, you can, it's a spent. So when I got, uh, when I got, um, poisoned, attacked, um, I can actually, I could, I sprayed that in my mouth under my tongue. Um, I actually even sprayed it into my eyes, which I don't recommend you do. But I, I, I had, there's like, this, it feels like there's a metal plate in your head when I got attacked. I could actually, within minutes, um, have symptomatic relief when yeah. I use the zeolite. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the spray one. And then there's one that's kind of this clayish gray color. And you take that with food. And, and so I, I used to only use the aerosolized one. I added the food one because I don't know what's in our food anymore. So when I have a meal, I take a couple drops uh, because these are micro-sized zeolite and that would bind to anything that's in your digestive tract. So uh, take a couple, you know, just after having a meal, a couple drops. And if there is any nanotech in your food, um, this will help bind to those metals and remove it from your body. And it is... It, it absorbs to these 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 synthetic uh, um, metals that these inorganic materials and to based on my research and I've been using this product for more than two years now by the way I just started promoting it mm-hmm. but I've been using it for gosh almost three years two and a half years now um, so before I ever promote any products I always do a thorough research on them and to my knowledge this is the most effective over-the-counter product that you can do to prevent accumulation of, of, of um, metals in your system and including in your nervous system. 
So the aerosolized one, which is nano-sized zeolite, it's cleansed, it's, it's, it's formulated that way. I use it because it, to my knowledge, is the only brand that actually will get into your central nervous system and cross the blood-brain barrier, which is what you want. Oh yeah, for 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 sure, and 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 I'm not, and I'm not and I'm just gonna say this just because we're talking resources and it's not just using it just as as, as a promo, but because a lot of it we were talking about food today too, and I think I think, I think it's important because I always get people ask me like, okay, so you tell me all all these problems about food, about the food industry and all that kind of stuff, so where do I go? So so with we've you know we've got coffee, you guys can go at Freedom First Coffee is totally organic. And, and and I'm very particular about about how how we go through the whole whole process, and I basically basically you know run that and I've made all the decisions and, and all that kind of stuff. The thing that most people don't realize about coffee is that's one of the most chemically filled food products in the entire industry. If you're getting if you're getting conventional, so that's why we go totally organic and and all that kind of stuff. So that's a Freedom First Coffee, and then we've also got actually survival supplies and prepper supplies at, with with freeze dried beef that's totally organic as well, no mRNA injections not chemically filled, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. We go through the, through all the right process with all that as well. So that way, if, if you guys are already buying that kind of stuff, you guys do have alternatives that will be organic, that will be clean. That's not going to be filled with all these chemicals. So that you can either go freedomfirstcoffee.com, freedomfirstbeef.com. And, uh, and I think, I think we've got it set up to where if you, if you use code Foxhole, you guys get discounts at both of them. So make sure you guys are, che- are checking that out as well. But, but again, it's just, it's, it's giving you guys options to take control of your health, whether it's dealing with supplements, whether it's dealing with avoiding going to urgent care or just making sure you guys are ingesting the, the right kind of stuff as well. To me, that it's, it's, we need options where you can actually trust the sources. And I think that that, that's where a lot of people get confused and frustrated and all that kind of stuff with everything. So just wanted to throw that out yeah. there as well. And I would say if you're using Starbucks coffee, stop right now and use the Freedom yeah. First coffee. Um, major, we drink it in my house. Major difference in um, my adult son's attention span and stuff when we got him off of Starbucks and got him on the Freedom First. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, ab- absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, I, Karen, I appreciate you coming on. It's always it's always a blast talking to you. And it's I, again, like I always I always say this, but I'm, I feel like I'm always learning something. And I feel like I've studied a lot of this kind of stuff very very in depth. But every time we talk, I'm always learning something new. So I I, I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks, Jeff. It's great to be back. And yeah, we have to get back on a regular routine. And I try. I don't want to make it too scientific. I, it's just really it's simple. Like. Be cautious of people who tell you you don't have power. I think yeah. that's that's the you know be ca- be cautious of people who say you need my permission to move forward. You know, yeah. Um, you know? And I think we're we're both um, independent thinkers. You know, uh, and I encourage people to um, uh, to stop being so quiet, right? And yep. you know, make, make start making a ruckus. Um, evil will evil. Evil needs you to agree with it to 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 succeed. Uh, yeah. That's something that, yeah. And and so um, the threats come, but you know I think that's another lesson is you, you have to be in agreement with it. So uh, if you stand up to it and you let others know to stand up to it, um, the darkness must flee. So. No, absolutely. So, guys, uh, go go subscribe to your Substack, KarenKingston.substack.com. Again, I'll post all the afterwards. I'll post all the links to all the resources that we were talking about in the show notes. You guys can just click on that. Go go over there and check it, check all that out. But uh, Karen, I appreciate it as always. Everybody else, make sure you guys are subscribing. You guys can actually subscribe in the Foxhole. You guys can subscribe on Rumble and Apple Podcast. So I've got that set up. So if you guys just want to you know want to subscribe just to the show, you guys can do that. Uh, but yeah, we shall catch you guys next time. 
salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 